Oh, what is up, everybody? And welcome back to another episode of the Focus Podcast. It's Drip here. And it's your boy, Splash. And today, we do have a little bit of stuff to get into, so sit back, relax, and listen, because this is a content push of a day. Starting off, though, we have a little bit of sadness in the L.A. area. Terrence Clark, a Kentucky freshman, actually died in a car accident in Los Angeles yesterday in the afternoon. He was only 19 years old. He played NCAA basketball at Kentucky with someone that you may all be familiar with, BJ Boston. And of course, it's just a terrible, terrible thing to happen to someone so young with so much potential. Splash, you got anything? Um, I was super, super, super shocked by this because I heard of him since high school, and something's a little bit off to, to, like, I don't know if this is for everyone, but for me, it's a little bit off to me when someone super young dies, because I just feel like, well, I know that they didn't get to live, you know, They're life full, as much as yeah. they should have, and, like, potential. Yeah, and I don't in his slam day in the life, uh, in in everything that I watched him, he was like he he was like really energetic, and he like brought a lot of like good energy. You could just tell even just by watching him on video, you could tell right. he brought like a lot of like passion and positive and all that. Yeah, positivity, and I don't know. It's just it's just it's terrible. Yeah, it's really terrible. I, um, my condolences to his uh, family and friends. Yeah, heart goes heart goes out to everybody, and you know we'll get through this. We'll all get through this. All right. Up next, we have Stephen Curry finishing his streak of ten threes in games with Philadelphia, a 49-piece to win against the number one seed in the Eastern Conference, and he even earned MVP chance in Philly. Splash, what do you think this does for Stephen Curry's MVP case? I only think it should be raised higher. And a lot of people are saying people like Dame and Luka are higher than Steph in the MVP conversation right now. I don't believe that. Yeah. I, I don't see how that could be possible. Both of those two players are great and amazing. But Steph Curry, Steph Curry is, I'm sorry, he's, a right player. now, right now, he's a, he's a 10 times more amazing than than both of them. That's facts. He's, he's on a struggling team, obviously with no Klay Thompson. Klay Thompson would make a difference on that team because of that chemistry and his ability. Um, Draymond has been a little bit off than what he used to be, but yeah, getting older. Steph Curry just seems to be getting better. Like, I don't know, at the All-Star game, he was spectacular. This season, he's spectacular. It's just, I don't know. I honestly think he should be like, Second, I understand everyone is saying Jokic and Embiid, but I honestly think he 
If not first, then like two or three. Yeah. Here's my thing. Here's my thing. When it comes to MVP for me, and this this is actually a, a really big a really big um, controversial statement. It's winning does matter to me. So when you take someone like Stephen Curry who's doing all this, he's sort of blowing the winning part out of the water. So winning matters less in my opinion if you're doing something like this. But then again, Joel Embiid has been ridiculous and he's a number one seed. And you take him off that team, and there's there's just no way Philly's in Philly's number one. There's just no way. So to me, Joel Embiid's number one, and Stephen Curry's number two, and then Jokic is number three. That's the, that's just how I feel it is right now. If you if you've been watching these Warriors games, even against the Wizards the other day, to win the game, Andrew Wiggins had a wide open layup, and he missed it. Or to, to tie it to push it to overtime, he missed it. And he had a he had a million dollar move and a five cent finish. Yep, in the beginning of that yep. game. Yep. So Steph's really being pushed through the ringer here. But don't get me wrong, he's he's probably gonna stay. He's probably gonna stay. Yeah, anyway. I, I see a lot of I see a lot of Laker fans uh, talking about him coming over. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, honestly, you know. LeBron can tamper all he wants. You know, uh I think Steph Curry has a really good relationship there. I think I don't think that one uh bad season where their players are um where their players are not at full strength. I think that will change not, will change anything. Yeah, cuz he'll be there. He'll be he'll retire there for sure. Yeah. All right, up next, got to talk about some sneaker snuff. This is a two-in-one. First, Zion Williamson signing with the Jordan brand. Second, Kobe Bryant's estate officially not renewing the deal with Nike. Now, here, I'm just going to give my stuff on this Kobe thing real quick. Kobe Bryant shoes. I'm talking about his shoes specifically here. These are shoes that DeMar DeRozan wears, John Morant wears. Literally half the half the NBA owes a pair of Kobe Bryant. And you see these guys rocking these shoes every single night. So it's 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 pretty sad that we're not going to get any more Kobe releases. Then again, if you want to know why they didn't renew the deal, Vanessa Bryant felt that Kobe Bryant's legacy, when he passed away, he shouldn't Nike shouldn't exploit him for money, because you know N- Nike sort of thrives off of clout chasing. So when Kobe passed away, they they raised every single Kobe product by a, a lot actually, a, a good ten twenty percent increase, and you know Hypebeast, who of course sort of fueled the sneaker industry raised it by even more. So while Vanessa Bryant wanted to make more sneakers, Nike was like, we can make more money making less sneakers. And there, their viewpoints didn't necessarily collide. Or at least that's that's what the consensus is. Uh, Splash, your thoughts? Um, well, I was saying this earlier uh, off podcast 
But yeah, Michael Jordan's shoes are they're coveted. Like there, there are some like like not fake Jordans, but like you know like the the not the main ones. You know, like they're like yeah the 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 uh, Spike Lee Jordans. They're like obviously um, Travis like. No, no, no! Like not like like that one's coveted, you know? Yeah, like yeah, so, like Jordan has many shoes that are coveted, and because he's retired, because he's so great, those shoes went up in price, and that's the exact same thing with Kobe. Although he he's retired, even unfortunately, you know, as we all know, unfortunately, R.P. He passed away. It's sort of like you can't really change that like like Kobe Kobe products like things that he signed think like his jerseys his shoes those They're are going to go up in price because of his death like you can't really change that you exactly. know like because he's dead they become more valuable and I don't know if that's a bad thing or not but like you can't change it right and even when you take someone like Kanye who, who literally, he's trying to sell his Yeezys for, like, a hundred bucks. And these guys are saying, no, if we're not selling your Yeezys for a hundred bucks, you're Kanye. These things are valuable. They're going for, like, $300. So it, it, it's a pretty split, it's a pretty split opinion there. I don't know. It, it's definitely tough. It looks like the Bryan Estate may sign with Adidas, which would be weird. <laughs> but we'll definitely see where this goes. Up next. Yeah. We have two players that finally returned from injury, both big men, Jaron Jackson Jr. and Anthony Davis. Jaron Jackson Jr. returning, scoring seven points in how many minutes was it? Eight minutes. And then KD scoring like four points in like 20 minutes. I mean, AD. The, the thing with AD is I watched, I watched a bit of the game where he returned. He, he was taking those shots. You know, he was he was taking those shots. They weren't going in. He definitely looked a little rusty. But he didn't look anything short of himself. Jaron Jackson Jr., I can't say much about him since I never I never really watched Jaron Jackson Jr. too avidly. From watching Anthony Davis before, I, I can definitely say he was taking the mid-range. He was going to three. He was trying to get in the post. He looked like he could start to make those shots again, but it looks like it might be a while since we see him put up another 30-piece. Um, Splash, your thoughts on these big men returning? Uh, Jaron Jackson Jr. is going to help the Grizzlies for sure. Um, obviously, the Valentunas guy, um, he's been yeah. doing great there. I think he, oh, yeah. I saw somewhere he already made like history for the Grizzlies. Like I forgot I, exactly what it was, but he made history for them. Um, so now, now they have two very solid big men um so that's good for the grizzlies could could maybe put them up a little bit in the seed maybe and then the lakers right lakers i'll give like uh, like uh, unlike unlike laker fans would do to the nets i'm going to give the laker fans a pass you oh. know oh. um because because it's anthony davis and I'm not going to start flaming him saying that he's trash and that he's washed up. Um, yeah. you know, because I don't believe yeah, that. David. Yeah. Um, you know, maybe it was just a 
off night, uh, obviously coming back from a long injury. I think, I think they'll yeah. be fine. Yeah. Do you think that the Lakers can even contend with the Nets, though, without an 100% AD? No, they can't contend without 100% AD. Mm-hmm. Everyone needs to be 100% on the Lakers for them. Everyone needs to be 100% on both teams for them to be For a good series. Yeah. Yeah. It's like the most nerve-wracking thing ever. I guess. Like, it's semi-likely that we see a Clippers-76ers matchup in the finals if these teams aren't, if these teams aren't healthy. If they are healthy, there's no doubt in my mind that they're losing. No doubt. But if, if they're not, it's tough. Also, okay, coming on to our last topic of the day, we're talking about the NBA draft 2021. In the mock drafts, Jalen Green has been surpassed by Jalen Suggs. If those of you, for those of you who don't know Jalen Green, look him up. You'll see a bunch of dunks. High school athlete. Pretty much, yeah, by far. He was was leading. I'm pretty sure he was number one in mock drafts last year. And, you know, he's faded since Cade Cunningham's really proved his his value. And then, you know, Jalen Suggs, I'm sure we've all seen the shot. So, you know, yeah, definitely definitely hype has something something to do with this. Uh, Yeah, In, in high school, Cunningham, Mobley, and Green were all switching around the number one spots. Like, every time there was a new ranking, a new one would be in number one. I think all of them had been that in that number one position at one point, and now they're the top. They were the top three picks, and here comes Jalen Suggs, who also was <laughs> a high, very high ranked in um, he, he was like fifth. high school. But he was always like the fifth or fourth or, you know. Yeah, and yeah. Here he is. He proved his... He proved, he proved, you know, he, he proved people that he's like that. Yes. Yeah. Which, um, I honestly don't know if a half court shot should put someone above uh, someone else. Yeah. yeah. Just speaking of crazy shots, Joel Embiid almost hit a full court shot to win the game this week, which it, it literally hit the backboard, one in the net, and came out, which was, uh, dang it. <laughs> Anyways, um, Davian Mitchell, on the other hand, moved up to six. And Corey Kispert as well moved pretty much into the top ten. Do you think that these two players... Really? Yeah. I think Corey Kispert's uh, performance in the final game was not him his best. It wasn't his best. I think um, that does say something about a player. If you can't show up. Yeah, it does. Um, uh, especially since that crowd didn't have too many people. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if it was pressure on him. Yeah, but, but, okay, but then again, we're talking about, like, professional athletes here, so, you know, these guys have expectations. But do they deserve it? Do they deserve their spots in the seed? Draft. I mean, in the mock draft? Um, yes. If I was a scout or whatever, I, I know nothing about scouting, I guess. Um, but I, if I was a scout, I would probably put Dagon Mitchell ahead of, like, Jalen Suggs and stuff. But oh, yeah. I'm going to take the professional's words for it, that, like, maybe his game is better fit for the NBA. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, oh. See, here is a factor, by the way. Here is a factor. Jalen Suggs is 19, Davian Mitchell is 22. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Davion Mitchell did stay at college for a couple of years. Yeah. Um, I really don't think age should also be much of a factor unless you're like 27. Because, right. Like, let's be honest. Like, you so only young. really get a player for a couple of years. Like, of course. Even if you get a 19 year old player, like, it's not that common that you're going to get them their entire career. So, I think, I honestly think, uh, I don't know if Timmy, I don't know if Timmy is uh, staying. He's I assume too, right? he is because he's not on the draft boards. Mm, um, that's that's going to be weird. But he was for sure their MVP. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know, but I feel like Timmy... Uh, Garza. I feel like those two are getting disrespected just because they're big, big men that don't play like the modern Sorry. big man, you know? Yeah. yeah like, I, I would say they're like, and I would, I would say that they're like, they're, they're sort of like old school, you know? They're old school. Yeah. And yeah. that's what doesn't put them up high. And I don't know, I just think that's sort of dumb because if they're dominating in college if they're dominating in college why they're good if, if they're I, I, I'm not going to say if they dominate in college they'll dominate in the NBA because that's not true but if they're dominating in college then they are good and they are worthy I think to make the NBA yeah Man, I feel like there's some disrespect going on and I feel like a lot a lot of guards are just put on these mock drafts there's tons of guards like Cade Cunningham Jalen Green, Jalen Suggs, Jonathan Kaminga. And it's starting to be like everyone is like a 6'10 guard. Like, um, of course, to end, this, to end this because we don't really want to exceed 20 minutes, I just want to say the new age is indeed coming. If you take someone like LaMelo Ball, who's 6'6", six 6'7", six, six who's playing point guard, other teams are starting to take notice and they're starting to say, okay, we want these big guards to lead the charge into the next next stage, I guess, that we're going in. You have Cade Cunningham, you have LaMelo Ball. Some even considered LeBron James, Nikola Jokic, which is a bit of a stretch, but Nikola Jokic to be a guard. Since if you take the definition of a guard, someone who facilitates the offense, then Nikola Jokic is probably the best guard in the NBA. But, yeah. Definitely coming yeah. into a new time of three-point shooting, tall guards, and no defense. So, <laughs> yay. <laughs> yeah. All right, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. When I tell you we have big things planned for this year, these upcoming weeks, I mean big. We have some big people that are ready to come on that we can interview. I don't want to say too much because not everything is locked in stone, but we can expect a repeat from that man himself, Coach K. If you do not want to miss it, please stay tuned. Thank you very much. I'm Drip. I'm Splash. Signing off. Peace.